0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations.
1: Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn and September was uh, Suicide Prevention Month and didn't really do anything on uh, that because we talk about it throughout the year here and I think a lot of other places but as anybody that's listened to Hope is here over the almost six years, it'll be six years in December, knows that the reason I started this ministry was because of possible suicide thoughts myself 20 years ago and then losing three friends to suicide in a little over a year's time. And so uh, we've got to talk about that topic more. Uh, Jesus warned us in John ten ten: the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy which suicide is definitely destroy. But I'm so thankful the next breath that Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. And so I've just come upon a wonderful book that really addresses mental health and, uh, Best part is it's a faith-based book and then even better it's written by a local resident of Central Kentucky and so today and tomorrow and uh, actually Friday uh, there's so many good nuggets in this book uh, it's called The Gospel of Mental Health From Mental Hell to Mental Wellness by Stacy McDonald. Stacy, thank you so much for being here today and being a guest on Hope is Here. I can't wait to talk about your wonderful book.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk.
1: Well, one of the things that I love about a book is if somebody writes something, that they've lived it, and gives me a lot more credibility with them, and I take what they say a lot more serious, and... You know, we don't like to talk about it, but you have dealt with mental health and even as a child. So share a little bit about your story, if you will.
0: And so that's chapter one of the book, um, and it's starting today. And so the truth of the matter is many times we don't even think about mental health, our focus on mental health until it hits us, until we begin to experience something like depression or anxiety. Then all of a sudden we are alerted that, oh, wow, my mental health is super important. Well, in my family, that's exactly what that was. Um, It was a wake-up call, so to speak, even though we remained asleep (laughs) after the alarm. Um, I have three siblings, two brothers and one sister, come from a two-parent home. My parents met in the church, fell in love in the church, married in the church, uh, grew up in church, apostolic Pentecostal. And uh, we had a family that everyone would look at and say, this is an example." of what we want to be. And it should have been until one day things seemed to take a dark turn. My father, who prior to had been loving, had been kind, had been rational, started to shift in his behavior. And it was nothing that had to do with drugs or drinking. wasn't doing anything like that. But his mental health began to decline. Now, when mental health Affects us, mental illness affects us, Uh, it affects our behavior, it affects uh, the way that we process information, it affects our feelings. And so all of these things we began to see now, had he been having hand tremors, maybe someone would have said, Oh, you need to go see a doctor about that. Let me pray for that. Had he, uh, had something to where he had to be in a wheelchair, they would try to immediately instinctively help. But when the mind begins to go, uh, awry or go sick, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Everything's the devil. And so this man who I call father and who taught me a whole lot about social appropriateness uh, sat stood in the middle of the living room floor and uh, urinated. Shocked me. I, I was so confused. Uh, it began to increase in intensity to where I began to sing a song. I don't know if you know it. We sing it growing up. I keep falling in love with him, falling in love with him over and over. Again had to do with the love of Jesus Christ and so I'm singing this song as a kid little kid and he takes me and he locks me in the closet now, as you can see, <laughs> the Lord has blessed i'm I'm still talking i have not allowed uh, that situation to pull me back instead what it's done something that you sir you said when you were opening is in prayer is that we don't waste our God does not waste any hurt and so what happened in my family, at that young age and seeing my father decline, decline to the point of needing medication, decline to the point of being uh, institutionalized at Eastern State Hospital, having to visit him there uh, to, to have that decline. And then everyone look and say it's the devil rather than support or pray or offer guidance is really what uh, broke me. As a kid, because I thought that he hated me. I thought that he did not like me. I thought that I had done something wrong, but instead he was not capable of caring for me. And he certainly was not capable of taking care of himself. So he was unable to do these things, but it took me becoming an adult and uh, studying psychology before I really began to recognize nobody wakes up one morning and says, I want to be homeless. I want to be an addict. I want to, in a manic phase spend all of my money I I want to scare everybody half to death by being suicidal these are things that are out of uh, their control what happened to my father was out of his control the same way no one wakes up one day and says you know what I want to have cancer (laughs) No one ever. And so my father did not make that decision for himself. He had experienced some things as a child, uh, adverse childhood experiences that really caused some mental strain. And uh, even today, he's struggling with schizophrenia. That was the diagnosis. The church diagnosed him as being uh, possessed with demons. And uh, the doctors diagnosed him appropriately as having schizophrenia. And he still does struggle with that to this day.
1: Mm. One of the things in your book that you talk about is that, you know, you started to become an area of interest for you and you're a school psychologist and uh, have academic, you know, you've done a lot of schooling on this. Uh, you found out doing research, your dad kind of had a really challenging childhood, right? Exactly.
0: And we know that the greater the ACEs, the greater the adverse childhood experiences, the greater the likelihood of having problems uh, Economically, socially, behaviorally, physically, there are health problems related to increased adverse childhood experiences. Well, he grew up in a home filled with domestic violence. He he and his siblings were put in a group home. Um, And so the things that they experienced in that group home, my dad won't even talk about today. So the things that he experienced as a child affected him as an adult. This is why I think it's so important that we empower ourselves. Because if sickness can come through experiences, then healing can come through new experiences. And so it's important that we keep in our toolbox mental health strategies, yes, yes and scripture-based mental health strategies that will help us to navigate the mountains and the valleys of life.
1: Well, that's one of the things I love about your book. I mean, you hear the passion of Stacy, but there is scripture all throughout this book, and a lot of times we don't hear that when it comes to the t- topic of mental health. And one of the things I love in your book, each chapter you have these things called Journal Jewels. And, you know, for somebody listening thinking, think, well, I don't know that I've got schizophrenia, but, you know, I, I do, I think, maybe have some mental health challenges. And I love, them. you know, starting today on Chapter 5 there, you just you just kind of really uh, cut to the chase there uh, about dealing with that. Share what this Journal Jewel is there on page 5.
0: Page five is the journal jewel relating to um, areas of your physical or mental health that have, that are affecting you. What are they and? Are you experiencing uh, any increased work absences, decreased libido, decreased attention span, poor work performance and the like? If so, how do you plan on changing your current trajectory? So it's being self-aware, recognizing what you're going through, recognizing the differences in your behavior, the differences in your temperament, the differences in how you're feeling, in appetite, in even prayer life, all these differences that that it wasn't that way last month. It wasn't that way two months ago, but you've been feeling this way for some time. So being self-aware and then recognizing how it's impacting you. Is it impacting your relationships? Is it impacting you on your job? Is it impacting you uh, in your relationships with your children and with your spouse? And so rather than see it, if I I see a sore, And I recognize it is becoming infected and I just keep looking at it saying that it's there but not doing anything about it, then it's just going to get worse. So when I see that there are some mental health stressors and I don't do anything about it, it's going to exacerbate. So what am I doing is what this journal journal is asking to change that trajectory to where I can come up from this place because God always, that's, that's what the Bible is. The Bible is a story of the come up. <laughs> Every story that you read, it, it's a come up. God is bringing his people up out of something. And when it comes to um, stressors with our mental health, God wants to bring us out. And so what, what is the plan that you have in place? And those plans can be found in this book as well. What plans do you have in place to change the trajectory of your um, mental health?
1: Well, one of the things I love, you, you just point blank, get to what I think some people's truth. You said, you know, sometimes when you're struggling, you think with mental health issues that you kind of start to doubt your salvation or maybe you don't have enough faith. But that that's not always necessarily true, right? Uh,
0: absolutely. My goodness. And, and what is this obsession that we have with wanting something to be, uh, if, if it was cancer, we would never say, oh, I must not have enough faith because I have cancer. I must not be in good standing with God because I have diabetes or I must have done something wrong in my walk with Christ because I have uh, some other debilitating, debilitating disease. But when it comes to mental illness, all of a sudden we feel as if God is separated from us. God is angry with us. He wants nothing to do with us. And that just makes worse. The condition, whenever I already am going through something that is as heartbreaking as mental health issues, and then at the same time, I isolate myself, not just from people, but even from God, thinking that God no longer loves me, then my symptoms are going to be further exacerbated. So what this book wants you to do is recognize and feel the love of God walking with you every step of the way through your heartache, through your pain, just like he did David, just like he did Elijah, just like he did Jonah. He's walking. Talking with you step by step. There's a word for everything that you are going through.
1: Just tuned in. We're talking with author Stacy McDonald. She's written a wonderful book called "The Gospel of Mental Health." from mental health to mental wellness. And you just tuned in. uh, She was talking earlier about how her father uh, struggled with mental health and has schizophrenia, and so she has lived it, yet she's gone and got training. She's a school psychologist. Uh, She speaks. uh, She's a motivational speaker. She's a pastor. She trains ministers and business leaders on how to handle conflict, stress resolution, and deal with mental health. And all the scripture that's going on and through here, I love it. you know one of the things that you, you you wrote in the book you said with your dad as you looked at him and you went to see him at Eastern State Hospital you still not you still did not make the connection that it was no one's fault right, talk right. about that yeah
0: to see it wasn't just him he wasn't in there by himself there were so many people surrounding him people that were not rational people that were doing irrational things all these behaviors and I'm talking about as a young kid and watching this and never did it down on me of course being a child it makes sense that it wouldn't but this isn't his fault it's not the fault of the person who's, who's in a wheelchair that they're in a wheelchair or the person that's going through chemo that they have chemo. It's not his fault. This isn't something that he wanted to do. And so that's where compassion kicks in. This, this is where empathy kicks in to where w- when we have a true understanding of mental health awareness, we're able to better um, spend time with people in a healthy way rather than spending that entire time judging them as to why they're going through what they're going through.
1: One of the things I love that in your book that you uh, close each chapter with a prayer. And uh, I love that right there. And I'm going to share the one that you wrote there at the end of page 14. It said, Holy Spirit, I thank you for speaking to me through each page of this book for showing me your might, my weaknesses, and my strengths. There are some things I never imagined I would have to seek your face for because there are some problems I never imagined I'd have. I thank you, Lord, for specializing in every issue, pain, and complexity of my life. You are not arrogant. You take all of me in without hesitation or reservation. You guide my footsteps. You nourish my thoughts. You strengthen my today and inspire my tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for every trial of my life from childhood to the present and even those that will come. They have revealed your power to sustain and prosper me. Thank you for bringing me to a place of growing knowledge. Every physical and mental health goal I have set, I ask that you bless. Every challenge that may arise, I ask that you prepare me to face. And every time I think I am not able, remind me that you are and in you I always am. In the name of Jesus, amen. Wow, we're just scratching the surface. We're out of time today. But man, I want to encourage you to get a copy of this book. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow too. But go to her website, thegospelofmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelofmentalhealth.org. If you've been blessed by this program, I hope you'll share it with somebody else. But join us again tomorrow as we'll continue our conversation with author Stacy McDonald on Hope. Is here.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.